Check, check. Mic check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show is live. It's Thursday, April 7th, 11 a.m. We had a weekend off. And now we are back uh, racing this weekend in St. Louis, round 13, the Monster Energy Supercross Series. Yeah, just five left, man. And we're also back to the East Coast on the 250 side, setting up our showdown in Atlanta next weekend. But this weekend, it is St. Louis. It is a triple crown as well. So, yeah, we got some stuff going on, man. Uh, Thanks for listening. 702-586-PULP. 702-586-7857 if you want to talk St. Louis, MXGP, Canadian Moto, whatever. Give us a call. Uh, Michael Antonovich and Jason Wygant will be the guests today. I mean, it's St. Louis, and we got to have Anton on, right? Because he he runs St. Louis, from what I hear. The city of St. Louis is run by Michael Antonovich and maybe Kyle, too. So thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Fly Racing, of course. They are back this weekend with Justin Brayton. He uh, took a week off due to a crash, but he is back, and he's going to be wearing his Fly Racing gear uh, from his Formula helmet to the uh, Zone Pro goggle to the Evo gear. Uh, Fly Racing has you covered. They have a lot of different shells for the Formula helmet as well. Same great safety features, same uh, uh, quietness, same great comfort for the Formula helmet. It's simply a Amazing. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing for making things happen. And if you want some goggles, you want gear, you want a helmet, you want anything, Fly Racing's got you covered head to toe, man, and great colors and uh, kinetic mesh stuff as well because it is April and it is heating up. So the mesh is amazing. Simply, simply the best coolness out there. Uh, and thank you to the folks at FMF, uh, Dean Wilson, Zach Osborne, uh, Cade Clayson, Many people out there. Cal Peters running the FMF goggles. The FMF Vision, of course, is a brand new, unique optics brand created in partnership with the Brilliant Minds. You brought you 100%. A full range of goggles to meet every rider's needs, including film systems, sound goggles, over-the-glasses, youth models, and more. Upgrade your goggle goggle arsenal with the power of FMF Vision. Follow at FMF Vision on Instagram to see the latest. And because Cade made the main event yet again, that means, yet again, we are giving away some FMF goggles to a lucky listener today. We're also giving away a pair of Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles and a Fly Racing t-shirt as well to a lucky listener. All you got to do is call in and ask a good question or a dumb question or, or whatever it is. Um, go ahead and, and do that. We appreciate it. Thank you to Pro Taper, Get, FMF Vision, Maxis Tires, Plum Creek Funding, all on board with us. Well. We'll tell you more about those guys later. But taking your calls over there in the corner, holding things down, he is actually the one who decides who wins prizes on the show. The Tits Legend. Tits, what's up? I do accept bribes, and it feels good to be back. 
Yeah, a week off, right? I, yeah. And, and if I know you, which I do. Yes. How long How long have you uh, done Pulp Stuff now? When did you start? Uh, September 08. No, because the Pulp Show didn't start until 2010. <laughs> I just threw out a number. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, well, probably let's, let's 2011. Say, let's say 10 years. I was a year after you started. Okay. Second year of your Pulp Show is right. when I so, started. So if there's one thing I know after 10 years of working with you, 10 yes. or 11 years, yep. it is your passion runs deep. Yes. And, and for this sport and Always so, right near the surface yes. as far as like I'm, I'm brimming. Yes, yep. absolutely. absolutely. So uh, thank you for uh, coming in and deciding on who wins and who loses. I'm glad that after 11 years I'm still here. Uh, triple Crown thoughts? We're back? I like them. Yeah. I, I do. Oh, I like them. I know. I, yep. I am too. I'm a traditionalist yep. all the way through, but I do like changing things up, uh, and I think these Triple Crowns are great. Yep. Let's get Weege on the line if we you can. We uh, Again, we have some lines open still, 702-586-7857. Get, get. Thank you to the folks at Get and Athena, their sister company. Whether it's uh, uh, cylinder kits and piston kits, uh, big bores, of course. Athena's done very well with those over the years. Two-stroke, four-stroke ECUs, the RPM dashboard. We gave one of those away. They, they got wireless hour meters as well. The folks at Get have a lot of MXGP teams running their product. And uh, Athena, of course, has been used for a long time. And they have clutch kits and, and everything. So if you go to their website and check out the folks at what the folks at Get are doing, and you email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com, we will pass that on to those guys. They'll give you a pulp show deal uh, from Get and Athena. And again, two-stroke and four-stroke ECUs. They can't keep them in stock right now. It's fantastic. And uh, RPM dashboards as well to help you out. So a lot of things going on with the folks at Get. And and and, uh, and we appreciate those guys coming on board. They're also um, a sponsor of the Pulp Mech Show as well. So a uh, great company, great guys. Uh, we got some phone calls still to get to. We'll see, we see you on the line, but we also see our guest on the line. And he's probably more important than you. Uh, let's get to him from Racer X and Racer X Online and the voice of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. It's Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yeah. What's happening? Well, I believe someone from Swap Moto Live is on uh, later. So just listen to the first half of this show. Get yep. everything you need. Don't yep. worry about those guys. They got yeah. nothing. Yeah, got just nothing. Tur- just turn it off. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yep. A yep. uh, couple things, Weege. Uh, Justin Brayton back this weekend. Back in St. Louis. Tons of guys back, of course, headlined by Justin Brayton. And this is one of many home races for Brayton. Oh, yeah, right, uh, yep. We have back-to-back home races, actually. Atlanta and St. Louis, back-to-back home races. Yep. Um, dude, Anstey's back. Bloss is back. Seven Deuce Deuce is back. No chance for uh, – McElroy's back. No chance Ferrandis comes back, I would think, though, No, right? Ferrandis is done till the outdoors. But I am uh, – Sexton's back, right? He crashed out of practice. Sexton, but he'll be, yeah, that's he'll, right. He'll yep. be back. So, yeah, you're right about that. Um, and um, – um, I don't know. McElrath's not back? No, he is. Oh, yeah. McElrath is back yep. with Anstey, right? Yep. So a lot yep. of questions yep. about that team going on right now. I'm going to talk to Anton more about that when he comes in. Um, uh, and JB back, of course. And Weege, I, I mean, I'll be the first to break the news here uh, on the show. Like, you're, you're toughing out an ACL tear. Yes, I should be on the injury list as well. Yeah. I believe you have some uh, health illness problems of your own, do you? Yeah. Oh, no? yeah. No, yeah. I've got issues going on, and I am. St- you, you got a great point. I am still at the races. You are still at the races. I mean, you know. I know. I, I don't feel like our job is quite as physical as riding a motorcycle, but it's up there. It's darn close. <laughs> darn close. It's, it, yeah, it's not far off, and yet we no, are, we are no. toughing it out going to the races. So yeah. um, looking forward to that. We have a live show tomorrow night. At the Moto Museum in uh, downtown St. Louis, uh, we have about 30 tickets left, I would say, um, before we're sold out. So uh, 30 bucks. Uh, Justin Bogle and Phil Nicoletti are, are going to be our guests. And I'm really going to dive deep into the Nicoletti uh, ACL advice to you 
when we have him up there. So um, that'll be great. Um, yes. Yeah. He continues to tell me not to get a six, <laughs> even though he did get his fix last year. But you should never get a six. But and, he did have a six. And, and also, he, uh, he never uh, had any idea on who to see or who to help or anything. Nothing. No, it's incredible. He had yeah. no advice, even though he had an ACL fixed in Charlotte six months ago. He yeah. had no names of right. anyone that helped so, him. So Bogle and Phil Nicoletti will be there at the live show. We'll probably get Anton on as well. 30 bucks. Tickets available on RacerX and PulpMX.com. Come join us, JT, Kiefer, myself. Uh, Kiefer will bring his 9800s for the couple of night stays, and it'll be a mm-hmm. good old time. Um, so let me, let me go with this first for you. Uh, St. Louis this weekend. You and I always make the joke. We've made it for for uh, ten years about like St. Louis and and, and the, nobody showing up and the industry wise and and the, the buzz of Supercross has been gone by the time we hit St. Louis and all of those jokes that you and I love to make. Um, but it kind of is true for this one a little bit. I mean, we've got a triple crown, so that's exciting. But I don't think this is going to be a, a memorable St. Louis f- for anybody unless something happens. Well, I want to clarify here, okay. Steve. I don't want to get anybody mad. There's okay. two things. What we are saying are. The industry SoCal full-time guys are always dying for extra passes for Anaheim 1. But if they ever say, can we just give you a couple extra passes for St. Louis, they're not going. They're not going. But if you actually do go to St. Louis, dude, those pits and those stands, the locals, they're into it, dude. They are. And we haven't seen quite as much lately, but for some reason, there was a long run of St. Louis having like the craziest races of the year. Um, so I'm not saying it's a dud round like there no. are and there. I'm just saying no one that lives in Southern California wants to get in a plane and go to St. Louis. It's just the way it is. And I always feel like the buzz of the Supercross season is over by the time we get to St. Louis a lot of times. Although it was round two. It's usually later in the year. Right. It was, it was, remember it was round two? Yeah, it was uh, round two. Not that year. long ago. No. Uh, yeah. uh, great dirt. Always a good dirt. Uh, inside mm-hmm. and indoor pits, like you said, that are, that are always jam-packed. So that part is good. What else, what else comes to mind when you think of St. Louis? Like to me... Um, when I worked for Red Dog, he did really well there. Um, I think of Jeremy losing the race to Fro. I think of Pastrana's oh, yeah. insane track that he designed. Um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot else for St. Louis memories. What do you got? Well, what sticks out to me is um, that part of the reason I think Pastrana did his track there was because the riders loved the dirt that much, so that's why I picked that one. And when uh, Ricky Carmichael was going to race half the season in his final year, so he only picked half the races. And he randomly picked St. Louis as one of the ones he wanted to do. And he's like, because the dirt's awesome. So to me, if you ask the riders, mm-hmm. they love the place because the dirt's so good. It's one of their faves. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was on the starting line with Red with Red Dog in 99 when Kelly Smith looked like he was going to win the damn race. Oh. Looked like he was going to win the damn 125 race on a, on a then weirdo KTM. In 98. Yeah, that would have been their first ever. And what yeah. happened? He got landed on it, by Ernie or something? Yes, Ernie came from the way back, and then Kelly singled or did a different rhythm than, than uh, Ernie. Ernie clipped his handlebar and sent him down, and then Kelly was all like punch drunk and like confronted him on, by the podium, and it was great. We were all watching that. Oh, so Kelly would get his win, though. Oh, he would. Oh, yes, he would. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we have some guys coming back. We have a triple crown, and again, mm-hmm. I like the triple crowns. Uh, Tits Legendary here, he likes triple crowns. I don't want 17 of them, but yeah, p- give, me, give me three, four a year. I'm good with triple crowns. Really, really exciting stuff. Yeah, I think it's the right balance. It's not going to ever become 17. I'm very happy we say the riders and teams don't want any change. They're willing to do it. Yep. The riders complain every time. Probably warranted. I'm not saying they're complainers. They're just complaining. Uh, the three starts with the full field and points on the line. They always talk about how scary and intense those first couple laps are. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I still say they're more exciting than a regular round when you really know in the end the heat race doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and I, I can understand as a mechanic or being a guy on a team for a long time, I would hate these things, and I get it. I understand it. So, um, yeah. But, you know, the, the future is the future, and changing things up works. So I'm glad we have them. Do you remember we had staggered uh, uh, Triple Crown lap time, uh, main events, different times, right? We added like two minutes each time or something uh, when we first started yeah. out. I like having them all the same. Yeah, it just took a little bit of work to, to figure out. I think the very first one might have been six minutes. The first, very first time we had it, yeah, uh, that was probably a little too short to say it counts for just as much. It's still one third of the night, mm-hmm. um, but I think they were afraid back then of they wanted to hold at least one race that was really long. I think the final one was fifteen minutes, so they settled on what they settled on. It just took some tweaking, right? But uh, I, I'm, I'm happy with it. Everybody's happy enough to keep it going. You don't hear too much complaining. Nope, we're fine. No, nope. yeah, exactly. We're we're good to good to have it on. Um, so, we each a couple things. Uh, Christian Craig to Rockstar uh, Husky. Looks like that's going to happen. Um, good move. Yeah. I like it. I think I, I'm okay with it. I think that Craig is certainly older now, and, you know, he, he seems to be at his peak uh, right now. Um, so, I imagine it's a short deal, and I don't see – you know, he wanted to go 450 full-time next year. He told me that over and over and over, and I said, yeah, but what if you can't get a, a, a good bike, a good factory ride? And he said, no, I'll be able to. And I'm like, well, do you have anything? And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, that's irrationally confident, but I like it. Um, do, and he did it. He, he, got, he got a factory bike. Uh, what's your thoughts on this move? Yeah, uh, the first thing that comes to mind, obviously, is good for Craig, and it's a two-year deal, right? I think it's a two-year deal over there, and it's 450 full-time. So, so that's solid for him. But it all brings up this, and this goes back to the beginning of the year when Craig was winning races, and he's 30 years old, and it's 250 points. How is he even allowed in there? He's had too many chances. And then, you know, Nichols immediately is out. So it's mostly young guys who is racing, right? Moseman, Lawrence, and Shimoda, who's had a bad year. But it's guys much younger than him. So people were pissed about that. Uh, but I think Craig would have moved up five years ago if he could have, if this opportunity had presented himself. I, I just don't know. And this is your all-time rant, these 250 rules. I just don't know how you make a perfect rule that applies perfectly to everyone in everyone's situation and works for everyone all the time. As in, it doesn't. Ruin 250 riders' careers, but it keeps the 450 class competitive and allows riders to develop. I don't know. I mean, dude, Craig, when he was 22, uh, was, I don't even think, racing. So I know it's unfortunate that Moseman, the same age, has got to beat him, but he wasn't even racing. I don't know how you make one rule to work perfectly, but I think it's going to bring it up. I think it's going to bring this conversation back up. Yeah, I mean, look, Craig's number of races actually in the 250 class are not that high. Uh, Freeze has more. Oldenburg has more. Whatever it was, I, I had the stats a little while ago. He's only like uh, troll. No, no trolls. Uh, Jeremy Martin maybe had more. I don't know. There was he was like fourth or fifth of current racers in number of 250 Supercrosses raced. So although right, so the yeah. big complaint was that he was 30, but he actually isn't even the most raced of anyone in the class this year. Yep. Yeah, right. for sure. But you could still run the argument and be like, well, you know, he still had chances and he got hurt. And he didn't take the most of those chances, give the chance to somebody else. And I understand that argument, but at the same time, when dudes get forced up that aren't ready, they also get blamed for like, well, you just ruined this guy's career. I mean, poor McElrath and Savachi right now, they are in the, on the struggle bus, right? And they got forced up. I'm not saying they shouldn't have been forced up, but it just shows if you force guys up, sometimes it doesn't always work. Awesome. Well, so it's yeah. Hard. Listen, it's a professional sports. Uh, you know, the NFL, the NHL, MLB, it's dog-eat-dog. Dog. You perform, you get a ride, you get a salary. You don't, you get cut. And so I would just say, like, yeah, man, 
the cream rises to the top. And if you push a guy out of that class, he, you know, we don't owe him a, a living. You don't owe anybody a living in the sport. Your results speak for yourself. And if a team wants to give you a shot, then they give you a shot, right? Like, I, I don't. I'm with you, you know, but here's the difference. We're saying that Savace and Makarath, what are they, the 12th best guy? Uh, well, you, 12th well, best? Yeah, I would say Savace's a little better. That is yeah. grounds for unemployment in this sport. That's the problem. If you were the 12th best 450 Supercross rider on the market, you are on the verge of how am I going to make a living? That is not – if you're the 12th best NHL player, you're fine. So that's the problem. We are forcing them – it's dog-eat-dog, but it's like a pit bull – and a chihuahua, like, there's only going to be, what, five guys that even win races this year at most? It's uh, tough. You know, and you champion the triples, the 14th place guys, more than anybody. But we know 14th place, historically, you don't have a lot of value. D- yeah, it depends. I feel like that's changing a little bit with social media. And it is helping. Yep, yeah. and, you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So, um, yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like it is changing a little bit. But, but yeah, I got your point. Uh, we need to value everybody in the 22-man event, ma- main event more. That would help, you know? yes, because um, no one – if McElrath gets 12 this weekend, no one is like, good for you, you're the 12th best guy. Yeah. It's yeah. just not how the sport works. So yeah. when you force him into that position, ooh, it's tough. Right, right. But I, I would say if you force, you know, a, a 32-year-old Craig or, or, or Shane McElrath who has raced six years up against an 18-year-old, um, you know, fourth-place Loretta's kid, like a Colin right. Park, right? Like Colin Park. Like how, how's he going to supposed to be, have the same knowledge and skills as as Christian Craig, right? Like I, I don't know. I would well, I would dude, argue. I would that, think go higher than that. I think they'd even say, how is Shimoda supposed to be able to beat him? Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at a guy like on a B team bike, right? So, yeah. Uh, yes. A B team bike. Craig, two fifty ride. Yeah, a yeah. B team bike and a a a good yeah. rider up against a factory bike and somebody the yeah. experience of Christian Craig. You're like, wow, you know. <sighs> So, yeah. Um, so I'm just saying, if you make this right. rule, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. It's tough. Yeah. And I think the Craig thing just brings it back up. It'll be awesome that he's finally out of there. And let's make it clear one more time. Martin and Craig, those kind of guys, they've been dying to move up to the 450 class for years. Yeah. And, they, and, they want to. The opportunity, like, no one's paying them to do it. And Craig has a ton of races on a 450, if you actually go look at his results. Whether outdoors, it's indoors. Yeah. Well, even indoors. He's got some 450 yeah, indoors. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah a right. little bit. And yeah. outdoors a ton, right? So, um, you know, yeah. he, he's got this. But I like this signing. I think it's good. Good for Christian. Good for the team. Um, you know, so all of that. Uh, speaking yeah. of that, we have David on five. He wants to talk about that a little bit. David, go ahead. What's your, uh, what's your question about Christian Craig? Hey, guys. How are we doing today? Good. Good. Uh, I was... Uh, wondering whether you guys think will Christian have any uh, troubles having changing to the steel frame, having that he's ridden aluminum frames all of his big bike career. I'm sure he rode steel frames on 80s, I'm sure, but that's a long time ago. You know, Will he have transitional problems? No, he'll have a whole offseason. I'm sure at first he'll have to get used to it, you know, but he'll have yeah. 8,000 laps on it by the time he uh, hits Anaheim. But, no, there is a change. Yeah. When you talk to anybody who went to the KTM platform, uh, they're like, yeah, it's really weird. You know, they, they use uh, stiff clamps and stiff forks and the frame flexes as opposed to the other way, which is where the frame, frame is stiff and the suspension is, is downsized a little bit. So there is some uh, getting used to it for these guys, but he'll be fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see it because I, I think that with a whole off season of riding a 450 and getting yeah. super comfortable with it, I think he could do big things. And let's not forget, Weege, uh, he's going to Alden Baker's place. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Alden's stock's starting to rise back up again. It was looking a little <laughs> dicey there six months ago. But now, it, yeah. 
Cooper's back, and Malcolm Stewart's had a great year, so we're yeah. back in the. You go to Alden's, it's probably going to be. Yeah, Villeman was taking some thunder, and Webb leaving, mm-hmm. and Oz, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, but he's yep, back. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, David. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, I'm excited to see you. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go to keep going on the uh, phone calls. Uh, is this Todd? Yes, sir. Todd, so uh, Tiss Legendary says you need to you need to win a pair of uh, uh, FMF goggles, Zone Pro goggles, uh, or the Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles. Either one. So okay. uh, you can pick, all right? Okay. All right. So go ahead. What's your question? So best Supercross race of all time. I want to know my thoughts initially were the 1990 Atlanta Supercross where Wardy yeah. eked out Cooper towards the end. But what do you think? What's your well, that ranking that, up that, there? that ranks. Weege, 90 Atlanta ranks with anything. That is my that is my number one. So I agree with you. There that you is go. my number one. Yep. And I actually have on my desk here a black and white photo taken by a young aspiring photographer that night, Davey Coombs. Never heard of him. happened to that guy. Yep. Uh, I don't know if he ever materialized, but I have a photo of Wardy doing this triple fist pump over the finish line right here on my desk. Yeah, I, that as one. good as Supercross gets. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Yep, that one's really good. Um, obviously, Anaheim 86 gets talked about a lot and that one is good as well um geez i mean the the uh Stu and reed uh indy or st louis one uh i don't know um that crazy atlanta Stu reed race where yep. they took each other out in the last lap and yep. photo wins i mean there's yep. some good ones yep um yep. the race where uh rv crashes st louis where he breaks his leg that was a really good one until then uh minneapolis Dungeon RV, that was great. Yeah, but I'm yep. um, trying to think of like a multi one, a multi rider race, just all time off the top of my head, and nothing comes close to Atlanta. Ninety. I agree. Yeah, I so. agree. Uh, and, all right, stay on. I, stay on the line, I, I, real quick. Oh, go ahead. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I was going to say I was pulling for Cooper because uh, he's never, he never did ever win a main, it, did he? Is that right? He never won a main. It's phenomenal. That's the guy right. Cooper never won a main. He led. I know. So I, many dude, I'm a big times. fan of his too. So. Yes. Anyway. Uh, sorry, stay on the line. We'll get you a pair of Zone Pro goggles or the uh, um, FMF ones, all right? All right, dude, thanks. All right. So, Tits, that wasn't the winner then? You you said Todd. I said three. You said Todd. I said Jacob on three. All right, Jacob. Oh. Okay. Well, it's typical, okay. It's all right. No, no, let's, let's give him to Jacob too. Uh, Jacob's on three. What's up, Jacob? What's up, fellas? <clears throat> What's happening? All right. Oh, okay. Uh, I've got a question. So... Uh, I've read like several articles about the growth of F1 uh, mm-hmm. because like daily fantasy and gambling was introduced. I was just wondering, has there ever been like a sports book that you guys know of or anybody that tried to reach out to a sports book to get Supercross like public to bet on it? I, I don't know. Like it uh, seems like that would help the sport grow a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Gambling is the big rage in sports right now. Absolutely. Uh, I used to be able to gamble at the U.S. Open uh, at the MGM back in the day. Uh, I have not heard of anything or anybody. I, I would say that to me, though, Jacob, that drive to survive thing is, is more of a cause of F1's popularity than, than you know. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. But, but yeah, gambling would help our sport, Weech, I, I think. But, but I mean, Along with gam, like, would would you want to gamble on a sport, Jacob? That you know, literally, Jeremy Martin sits out on the weekend because he's going to point out. Would you want to gamble yeah, on a sport where you don't know who's coming back from injury? Yeah, it would. I, they definitely have to tighten some things up. I was thinking about that too, and like, because like obviously, man friends of riders and stuff would know 
yeah. things a lot better than the general public. So I don't know. It would be yeah, hard. But no, it seems like that would really help. No, and, and, and you know, for Pulp Fantasy, Weege and I, and, and Truman and JT and all that, we have inside information, right? And it hurts us sometimes. It's, it doesn't always help us. But so, yeah, Weege, gambling would help our sport, I think. But I would be wary of putting money on. Like I, I gamble, right? I gamble NFL, and 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 I have the app on my phone here in Vegas. So I don't. So, yeah, I you don't. do not. Weege is not gambler. I do not. No, <laughs> but, no, I don't. But I'm a gambler. But I would be wary of putting money on our sport for all the stuff I just said, Weege. Right. You know. Uh, one one last thing, just a quick one. Um, you guys brought up Atlanta Eleven. And since, like, Re-Raceable started, I've been waiting for you guys to do that one. Do you have that on the docket at all or any plans to do that? Um, we haven't talked about it. we got to get Chad and James on the line, right? Um, I, we don't, I guess we don't need to get either one of those guys on the line We to do it. We could do it with somebody else that was Oscar, for example, would do it or whatever. RB maybe even? Like yeah, just... yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. We'll put it on the list for sure. So, um, Sweet. All right. Stay on hold. You're going to win a pair of goggles. Uh, all right. Just because uh, Tits said that he likes you. So. All right. <laughs> all right. Appreciate it. Right, stay on the line. We'll uh, we'll give away. We already did the FMF zone, the FMF goggles, and the Zone Pro goggles from Fly. We've given them away. Jason Wygan on the line. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Uh, Weed. So, um, uh, we're back to the East this weekend. We're back to the Jet and the Cameron and the Brown. Um, all pretty good riders. I like Jet, though, to keep winning this thing. He just looks so good. McAdoo's giving him a run. He's trying all he can. And Pierce Brown is certainly, I would say this is a breakthrough season for Pierce a little bit. But, dude, just the Jet looks amazing. Yeah, he does. And, honestly, I know he's young and he's fast, so we assume that he's mistake-prone and there have been some big crashes. But, you know, he's made some mistakes. But we've also talked more about how, for his age, he's pretty mature on the track. Uh, uh, yes, you can find some crashes, but uh, it's not as likely for him to throw it away as uh, other guys in his situation. Although I have to say, again, it, it almost goes back to this Craig conversation. Like, McAdoo is improving so much. Yeah. Like, he's, I think, even better than he was last year. He's, like, a million times better than he was five years ago and three years ago. It's just the way uh, it works that he happens to go against Jet now, and that's why I'm saying it's hard to make perfect 250-point-out rules because everybody's runway – is is different how they develop and the fact that we're geez cameron mcadoo versus can cameron mcadoo is he the one that can dethrone jet lawrence it's just like who saw all this coming for either guy can, um, can someone this may sound like can someone just outride jet like jet just starts third and can't catch somebody can pierce or cameron in, in do this that? class yes in this class yes. no i think i think mcadoo that was the best chance that that was going to happen i mean he did pass he passed up he was being he was being held up because he was faster and then he eventually got around and he pulled away a little bit and he still didn't get the win so i'm like well i don't know that's (laughs) almost like jet was having an off night and mcadoo was having an on one and he still couldn't get it and i I don't want to make it sound negative because mcadoo's still riding awesome but no i don't think so i'm telling you man uh, uh, one of our listeners had a great idea for the 250 class i ran it by uh, uh mike pelletier at the ama and he didn't shoot it down which Just, one was that? It was great. one coast. Was one coast is four years or three years and under. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the other one is veterans, and it's just so it's basically you're yeah. staged up. You're staged. You go rookies for three years, four years, whatever number you want, and then veterans yeah. after that, and then the next step yep. is the 450 class, and 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 then you still want to win a coast, right? If you're a team, you still want to win a coast, so you want to have a little bit of a mix of a veteran and rookie guys. 
So I like yeah. it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, we got uh, we got some more phone calls here. Jake's on one. Jake, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good. Um, well, first off, I just want to thank you for all the sponsors and all the deals that you work up for us. This is my first year uh, as a full effort doing amateur racing, and I cannot tell you how much money I've saved already. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks to our partners for doing it, right? Yeah, it's it's great. Amateur exactly. racing amateur um, racing can get expensive. Yeah, oh, you ain't kidding. Let me tell you, I just had to replace camshafts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, the other thing was, is I was wondering if I could, um, get your verbal blessing. I'd like to put some Pulp MX stickers on my new kit that I'm getting from the decal works. Uh, yes, yes. Um, you have my verbal blessing to, uh, to run Pulp MX <laughs> that would be fantastic. On, on your motorcycle. I would love to plaster it everywhere. <laughs> well, just, you know, maybe not plaster it everywhere, but yeah, yeah. Just a nice, tasteful, tasteful look. Absolutely. So, uh, no, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Right. We appreciate you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, pulp, pulp stickers, the folks at Decal Works or Roost MX. We work with both of That's them. That's cool. Uh, um, they both help us out. So, uh, all yeah. right, Jason Wygott on the phone. Paul, Paul, you're an official at Summercross? Yes, Steve. I was one of the officials at Summercross. Hold on. Like, like uh, uh, we, had, we had the old school ref. Crandell was the ref, right? Ron Crandall, yeah. Yeah, he was the ref, so that that guy was old was. school. And then, so what did you do, Paul? I, I basically assisted Ron. Uh, I've finished flag the U.S. Open for many years, so I've been around the sport quite a while. Oh, wow. Summer cost. What a night, Paul. Uh, for you, yes, an amazing night. Not for you? <laughs> Not for you? No, it, it, it was. It was amazing. It was, you know, something that they tried new, and uh, – any any time you can uh, race in the Coliseum, yeah. uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, what but, do you think the odds are that uh, when Jeremy McGrath's in studio Monday night for the Pulp Show, I bring up Summer Cross? What are the odds? A hundred and ten percent? We Something like that? What? Oh, God. It's already been done. It already happened. Um, Somehow. Uh, yeah. Did it. Hey, do you remember, Paul, the guy who breathed fire to get in the main? There was a one spot open, and they had... The guys on the tabletop, like like he had vodka and a, and a lighter, and he. Like, do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, there was a lot of crazy stuff there. I think the only race more crazy than that was I was also an official at the the Jeremy McGrath Supercross, the one that oh, he did, and yeah, they did a lot of different stuff there too. Did you go to that week? Did you go to that Home Depot Center with MC Supercross? No, I didn't. I went to U.S. Open the next weekend, but I didn't go to that. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't go to the McGrath one either. I know JT made like six grand or something. He was stoked. They paid really well. So um, JT did ramps? No, JT did the MC. It wasn't. A, it wasn't. No, I had ramps. Oh, yeah, I had, had ramps. ramps yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. JT did yeah. the ramps. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but they, they, there were steel ramps. Everybody had to do them. Yeah, yeah. JT, and he made like six so. grand, so he was very happy. So, Paul, uh, you have a t shirt from Summercross. I do. I have one of the uh, staff. Uh, t-shirts with the summer cross emblem on the back that I'd like to send to you. I was oh, going through cleaning out a closet amazing. and came across it. And I thought, ah, Mathis better have this because yeah, yeah. he talks about it more than uh, the person who won the race. Well, the person who so won the race should... doesn't remember anything about winning the race. <laughs> yeah. So um, I thought you should probably have it. All right. I'm going to put you on hold. Uh, tits will get you an address. Tits. Can you, can you, can Paul send it to your house? Yes. Okay. And then uh, and then you send it to Tits, and then uh, he'll bring it in. I'll do photos of it and stuff. So thanks, man. Stay on hold, okay, all no right? no problem, Steve. Yeah, thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, 
Summer cross, Weege. Oh, oh my God. What a race. I can't believe what, what took this guy so long to call in? I don't know, right? I don't know. Uh, hey, talking do you think, about this for 12 years. Should I put the Summer Cross uh, trophy right where Jeremy sits? Right when he, right where he sits oh, on yeah. Monday? Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. Probably his biggest regret of his career. I know he talks about the 96-250 national title, but Summer Cross is probably going to be right there. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah, absolutely. I think the same thing. I can't believe you think that. Uh, all I mean, right, yeah, we, he probably can't sleep at night. Before we let you go here, um, Triple Crown, Eli Tomac, he's got a massive points lead, two races, I think. Is it two races or is it just under two races? It's it's exactly two, I think. Okay, all right. And he's really good at Triple Crowns. So uh, uh, do you see him widening this lead this weekend? Who do you got for for this weekend? Look, okay, yes, Tomac is the favorite, but I want to make this point. We've been talking about how the field is thin. We've got a couple riders back, but it's been privateer haven lately. Mm-hmm. Look, here are the guys who are racing this weekend. Sexton is there. Moosekin is there. Webb is there. Malcolm Stewart's there. Barsha, Anderson, Tomac. That's still not bad. We have gone to races like St. Louis, the three-quarter mark of the season, and had way fewer top dudes that can win races than seven. Yeah. That's not that bad. No? Yeah, so, no, you're right. I, I, I he has the huge points lead, and he's won five in a row. Yes, when the gates are dropping to these triple crown races, I still think there will be a little bit of, hey, I wonder what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, as we've talked about so many times, you know, we're well into the thick of the season where the guys are like, look, man, I don't have a chance at this title anymore. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay it out there like 95%. You know. Well, I think it depends on who you are, though. Like, I, I'm really curious what we'll see from Webb and, and Sexton just taking so many hits. Yeah. Um, yep. But I feel like if you're Marv, you're like, dude, I'm on the verge of a win. Yeah. And if you're Anderson, you're like, dude, I'm on the verge of a win. Malcolm, dude, I'm on the verge of a win. I, I feel like they're going to be going for it. Barsha always does. So I don't know. Out of that group, I mean, maybe Webb, he's been beat up lately. Yep. Maybe you're not seeing his best. But I think, dude, if you're Malcolm Stewart, you're like, time might never be better than right now to finally win yeah. one of these things. I, mean, I love it. I love to see it. Uh, he can certainly yep. put it together. Uh, all right, Weasel. Tomorrow night at the Moto Museum in St. Louis, uh, we will see you there. Um, and uh, – Appreciate your time on the show today. Yeah, can't wait. Bogle, Phil, it's going to be a good time. Fantastic. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, thanks to the folks at Feld. They just got back to me. We're giving away, away two pairs of tickets to St. Louis this weekend, so we need an email, an email uh, and a phone number uh, for these people. The first two people to call right now win a pair of tickets to St. Louis Supercross, courtesy of the folks at Monster Energy Supercross Series. So give us a call, 702-586-7857. Um, Thank you to FMF Vision and Get and Fly Racing. Also, thank you to Plum Creek Funding. I've used these guys in the past. JT has as well. A couple of our listeners have as well. And they've been uh, very, very pleased with the Plum Creek Funding guys. If you're looking to purchase a home in 2022, if you're a first-time buyer or investor, Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs, and uh, they can dial you in with a great rate. Uh, they can lower your rate. You can contact a professional with over 25 years of experience. That's these guys. And now they have access to assist in 12 different states. Reach out to Zach Morris today, 720 4685 uh, plumcreekfunding.com z-a-c-h at p-l-u-m creekfunding.com uh, to get a deal from those guys and the ACF bar from Pro Taper is out uh, please check out the ACF bar uh, it's the first carbon fiber reinforced aluminum handlebar on the market and they, uh, it's the lightest one in one handlebar out there right now so it's carbon ends it's got more room on the bar for your controls and your buttons and whole shot things and all that uh, four different bands 139 bucks retail and they got it features the car, unidirectional carbon fiber core system to reinforce the aluminum tubing 
Thank you to ProTaper, Rockstar Energy, Husky, and Star Racing, using ProTaper and winning a shit ton of races and championships with ProTaper. All right, thank you again to uh, Max's Tires, ProTaper, Get, FMF Vision, Fly Racing, uh, Justin Brayton back this weekend in his Fly Racing gear, as is Max Anstey and Shane McElrath. And to talk more about that from Swap Moto, Swap Moto Live, it's Michael Antonovich. What's up, Anton? What's going on, Matt? Does hey that pro taper read that was good. Oh, it was oh, thank you. That Appreciate was a mouthful of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I try to, you know. Um, hey, so St. Louis, you run St. Louis, you run that town? No, 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 I don't. Don't say that. There's other people that live there that probably think uh, if they hear that that I, yeah, I can't. Don't say that. Okay, all right. Um, but you you put this on Twitter this week. You were at the '96 race. Yeah, where Jeremy uh, lost. Yeah. yeah. Yep, uh, and I like. I mean, I was five, so it's like the most vague memory of it. Okay. But yeah, we we went to all of them. Like that was one of those things. You got those tickets, uh, those tickets and Monster Jam tickets, like Treadhead seats, ten bucks. Yeah. So you got so Supercross tickets for ten bucks early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I and I was at those ones. They were packed. They were packed. Packed. Yeah. Dude, packed. I see the photos of them still. Like, I have yep. them from being a little kid, and yeah, you just yeah. see how hazy it is. Like, you just – and how rolled over all the obstacles are, and there's just, yeah. like, random tough – or hay bales, the banners and stuff that are there, the trucks that are parked there. It's – uh, yeah, it's wild to see how far we've come back. And, like, I yeah. always go watch old races just like you do, and you can see, like, in that 20-year period of just how much it just ramped up, you know, and changed. Right. Um, I remember the thing – I was talking to Weege about St. Louis a little bit, and I, I remember the Kelly Smith race. I was on the line with Red Dog for that, and I remember Jeremy losing. And Pastrana track, um, I think Red Dog made a podium there. I'm not sure uh, in, in my days at Yamaha there. But um, great dirt, and I remember when I was talking to Weege about it, there, there was a jump that Wyndham – and I want to say – he was either the only one doing it or, like, a Cowie guy. I can't remember who it would have been back then in those days. Maybe Damon Huffman. Anyways, they knocked it down after practice, but it was, like, a real big quad over top of the uh, – uh, across the finish line. And mm-hmm. uh, it was massive. And I remember thinking, holy shit, like, that thing's big, and they knocked it down. And So that comes to memory – comes to mind, too, for St. Louis one day, one year. Uh, I don't remember what year it was, but it was really, really big. So, um, uh, And then, of course, later on uh, – as we just pointed out, like it was one of the races that Ricky wanted to race because of the dirt, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, really, I, I remember Ricky, like, crashing his brains out in the whoops one year and then coming back and doing well. Uh, like, not sure how he's going to do, but then coming back and doing well at that one. And then the year that Chad took out James in that little horseshoe corner, that happened right in front of us. And oh, yeah, I just yeah. Lost, lost my mind. <laughs> just lost my mind. Uh, you know what? Ricky's shock broke there. Yeah, when he got kicked over in the whoops, right? Yeah, yeah, his, yeah. yeah his, bro- his bike broke. I remember that. Yeah, crazy times in St. Louis. Uh, but you'll be there again. Is it? Is it? Um, is there something special for you as a moto? Look, this you've been in this game a while now. It's twenty twenty two. So I was trying to think of when you started in moto media. But is it still cool to cover St. Louis? Yeah, it's uh, it's a trip because like, of course, yeah. I mean, it's of course it is. Like, I get where guys say like, oh yeah, home race and all this stuff. Because like, you go to it and you're just like. I've always wanted to do this. Uh, the indie race is pretty important to me because that's the first race I ever worked, and it's, like, right there away from home, and that one's fun. But the St. Louis one is cool because, like, it's just so funny how everybody has a memory of St. Louis. Like, everybody does. Yeah. And so no matter who I talk to, because I all have them from a different viewpoint, everybody else has something. 
oh yeah, our rental car got its window busted and the radio <laughs> taken, or we went to this party 15 minutes across the river with friends that you know, or yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, we remember this. I remember people being on uh, like the Thursday afternoon TV news and then going and seeing them on Saturday and just being like, oh my God, it's Ryan Clark. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like that kind of shit. So to see all that stuff now, it's just such a trip because like when I wanted to just do this as a little kid at like 10 or 12 years old, I'm like, holy shit, dude, there you are. It's there. Like, can you believe it? Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Yeah, I went to a, a strip club across the river with a bucking bull, like a, a, a whatever, the, uh-huh, uh-huh. one of those bull rides. I, I don't know where it was. I have no idea. Uh, my buddy, one of my buddies, we had a car full of people, so one of my buddies rode in the trunk. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, all right, Mike Antonovich here. Uh, again, we're still looking to give away one more pair of tickets to St. Louis this weekend. Um, Anton, you're not eligible to win, uh, but Kyle, okay. Kyle probably can. Uh, 702-586-PULP. We'll give away a pair of tickets thanks to the folks at Monster Energy Supercross. Um, next next caller gets it. Um, all right, Anton, so you've kind of been on this story. Whispers happened earlier this week, at least for me anyways. Uh, the Rocky Mountain ATV KTM team um, could be – Going away, it could be going with no sponsors. It could be could be doing a few things. There's some balls in the air. Uh, they're racing this weekend, from what I gather. But after that, I'm not so sure. And what what have you heard? What do you know? Yeah, so I would just summarize it as it's going through changes. Fluid, you know, in the way fluid. that this team is. <laughs> yeah, in the way this team has gone through a lot of changes in the last year, really. You know, I, you could really say where this thing started uh, when they took the team back to the East Coast, started doing their motors, started doing suspension, stuff like that. Like, that was part of that shift. Uh, I think it's pretty well known that there was a guy that was going to invest in the team on the, you know, premise that his kid was going to get an amateur support ride. That news is out there. Uh, It's Ethan Lane. You know, he's been doing some stuff. He did Loretta's as part of the team last year. Um, But from kind of what I've gathered, like, the wording that he was a co-owner is not correct because he never had actual ownership of the team. Like, yes, he did do some support of it as part of his agreement, but um, what him and the team ownership group like BBMX, which would be Forrest Butler, and what those guys were doing, uh, they just have come to a disagreement on some things and they're not going to be together anymore. So it's not like there's a shift in team ownership. They're both making that very, very clear because – there was no shift in team ownership in the first place. Like that was just kind of, mm, okay. that's a very important detail that like, as I've learned this, I'm like, Oh, okay. Like it was going that way, but apparently it never was like finalized. So it's not like there's a split or a divorce or anything like that. That's right. It's not that way. There's no legal recourse because it's now just like an amicable decision of like, we're just going to go our separate ways. Right. Uh, right. In regards to that though, there is going to be some support that's going to go away. So I would expect, some sponsorship changes in that group. Uh, I'm sure we're going to see that pretty soon. Uh, the latest thing that I saw happen is now the team Instagram's gone. So mm, okay. that that's a kind of a different detail. Uh, I have talked to Forrest Butler. We were, you know, he's not going to comment officially on some stuff, but you know, he said the same things from other people around the Mark McKenzie guy and other people involved of like, yeah, this is just how things are going to go. They're not going to be part of it anymore. Mm-hmm. But Shane and Max will be there this weekend racing. Everything's going to go on from there. The plan is for those two guys to finish out the rest of the Supercross season. And then all three guys with Joey, depending on how healthy he is for the summer, will be back to race the outdoors for 
for the whole season as BBMX, so just under forest operation. But, yeah, I would expect to see some team changes there in these next few days. Yeah, so from what you – Really, really fine line to walk there on that one. Right. No, I get it. And I think because everything's in flux and everything's fluid. But but from what you've gathered, the team is going to continue racing. Yes. Yes. Under some Uh, form, right. Under some form, under it seems like it'll be under forest direction. Uh, Mark, because Mark never had any team ownership, right. he's not he's not there in any capacity. Right. Well, that'll be interesting. You never want to see people lose jobs, riders, staff. You know. So let's hope they keep going. Yeah. So yeah, that was a, that's what uh, was told to me. They will keep going uh, all the way through the rest of the season. Two guys for the rest of Supercross, and then hopefully right. three guys for all of outdoors. Uh, all right, Christian Craig to Rockstar Husky. Uh, seems like it's going to happen uh, for next year. What are your thoughts on this? I got Weegis. What do you think? Yeah, this is a good deal for Christian. Um, I mean, especially now that they've got that move to Florida already figured out. They know that they like it down there. Just move another house a couple hours south, and they'll, he'll be into it. I think that'll be really good for Christian to just have everything honed in because he really will have the complete package then. You know, he'll have Alden Baker, the confidence that comes with that, that every guy says that just showing up at that property brings, that'll be a huge deal for him. Mm-hmm. Um, two-year deal, I mean, I mean he's got to be one of the oldest guys ever to get signed to their first 450 contract, right? Yeah, I would think so, yeah. yeah. But that's all, I mean, that shows like, that really shows how much the curve has changed now. Like, guys aren't petering out at 26, like they're hitting their stride at 26 because, we still see them learning so much at like twenty three, twenty four. Well, you know, so yeah, I mean, cool to see the RV and Dunge. They retired, you know, twenty six, twenty seven. Ricky was twenty seven. They're all timers, but generally, if you take out the all timers, uh, yeah, the sport's been skewing older for a number of years. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, totally. Unless you have the all timers that have so much money that they want to step away, and you know, they're confident in their legacies. That's what makes the Tomac thing a little weird. Because he's secure and everything else, and he's getting better or as good as ever, and he's older, and it doesn't seem like he's has going to quit anytime soon. So, yeah, yeah, and I mean it's it's a however guy is going to go about it, you know. Like if you're going to burn it real hot and want to get out of it after that long, right. but I mean think about how much better you get and how much smarter you get year after year. As long as you could stay healthy and just keep winning, there's no need to just stop. And I think Eli's like figuring that out. And like yeah, for Christian maybe the confidence that comes with that he could be another 450 guy that could go for main event ones eventually yeah wouldn't that be cool if, if Ashy like look i think he's going to be uh, a top five or six guy and he'll grab a podium here and there and all of that stuff but what if he did actually take a step up and start you know challenging for race wins and winning multiple races that would be amazing dude even just one race win would just be such a huge deal because like I mean, that's the deal. That's all anybody wants to see now. Like, could Christian just win one 450 race? Like, build the title when you get there. But, man, that would be awesome. And I think that, like, yeah, he could do it if everything played out right. I mean, Malcolm almost did it a couple years ago in a mud race at Anaheim 1. Anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, Triple Crown this weekend, uh, I could see Mookie grabbing a win. I mean, Eli's really good at these. We know that. But, yeah, I could see Mookie grabbing his first win at this Triple Crown. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how this bike goes on this track because, like like you said earlier, the dirt is so good. Is it going to be like Velcro where they can just do whatever with it, or is it going to be another challenge because the traction could be almost too good for them to to work with? So it'll be interesting to hear. Now that the MXGP guys are going too, it's cool to hear the feedback that everybody's got on that new style chassis. 
Uh, but, I, yeah, I think Mookie raw speed and all that right now with how he's firing and now a weekend off after some, like, stack-ups and stuff, yeah, totally could go for a win. Um, I don't know how much you talked to Malcolm or anybody on the team um, after Seattle, but looked like he was not happy with the motorcycle after the race. No, I was I was trying, but I had a flight to catch, so I couldn't sit outside the trailer all night. But yeah, that conversation went on for quite a while. Yes, yes, and it didn't look like many people were happy, right? So, um, no. um So yeah, but things will change coming to St. Louis for sure. Um, yeah, Tomac's got a huge lead. We're going to Triple Crown, so I like Malcolm to win. Anderson um, and Barsha have been spicy lately as well. I wonder if Webb will be better. Week off, you know, he's banged up. He got landed on, and then uh, kind of toughed it out the next few weeks. I almost wonder if we'll see a better a better web this weekend with the week off. Yeah, and another week at Alvin's. You know, another week to like really get back into that like flow of things that he knew so well last year too, rather than like still trying to learn something. Yeah, it'll be good to see where Cooper is. Uh on the Eli thing, it's so funny to hear how fast he switched from like I'm not thinking about the championship, I'm not thinking about the championship to like Hey, if I win like two more races, I could seal this up because I have like a fifty plus advantage on everybody. Like <laughs> just like that, how quick he changed. I was yeah. listening to interviews from a couple races because uh-huh. he's done so many media days this year. He's doing this weekend too, him and Jason are. That's a star thing, right? Dude, yeah. I think it's kinda an everybody thing now. Like yeah. all the four fifty guys, like it, they'll take the extra time to get there. I think it caused like a little bit of a fuss earlier yep. in the year. Yep. But now it's like hell bring them. Like the more the merrier. And I think you know, it's good for everybody. It gives us more content. But when you go back and you hear, like, the Eli interview, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, just not thinking about the championship, not thinking about it. And then you see how a couple strange races break, and then, boom, he's gone. And he's like, yep, now, you know, I'll take a couple race wins as long as I can make a point around over these guys to seal it up. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It'd be great to uh, to see that. And then, of course, once he clinches, he'll ride a, a race on a, on a uh, two-stroke, right? Yeah, is that what he does? <laughs> I guess somebody did really ask him that. And oh, he was no like, way. What? what? I think so. Oh, I think wow. so. Like, like, hey, so. And he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, that's what I That's <laughs> what I heard in, like, passing. And I was just like, no, come on, man. Nobody did that. Really, please the don't me- say The media needs that. to be better. The media needs to be better. Um, <laughs> hey, so you mentioned the privateers uh, crushing it lately, and they absolutely have. Uh, Starling qualified ninth last race, and, and – and, um, He's been doing really well. And, of course, Chiz. I love the fact that all these guys were beating Chiz in Seattle, but by the end of the race, Papa Chiz had passed them all back. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I like all that kind of stuff. But what, what is, who's caught your eye uh, for privateers and the guys that are taking advantage of this and, and really rolling with this? Like, I look at a guy like Brees, to me, who didn't even race last year. He was injured with a knee. Uh, I think, great. I mean, Cade really riding well. Starling like is a great rider. I think Starling I think Starling has more talent than all the other guys. Maybe not as good of a racer, but talent wise Starling is right up there. What about you? What what's what's caught your eye? Yeah, I honestly would agree with all three of those things. Um on the Bree Steel, he was just so out of sight, out of mind last year after what happened and then to come back, you know, and when he left off he was doing well. You know, he did well at the German ADAC series, he'd come back and ride for the Hat team, did did really good. You know, but Ryan's just such an unknown. So then to see him coming back and, and doing this well as a complete privateer uh, is impressive. For Cade, you know, I looked at some photos from Unadilla last summer, and Cade's like number 280, you know, and just yeah. to see how far Cade has come in the last couple months. You know, he's been, yeah, he's been banged up, but he's been relatively healthy. He's been really fast and 
consistent, like really consistent top 25 guy, which is what you really could be at his potential. Cade's doing well. And then you go into, yeah, like you said, uh, Starling, just gutting it out every week, driving to everything, uh, living the privateer life. Tons of natural talent, just like I would agree with you, the racing thing, it just takes a while for it to get going. Mm -hmm. And seeing how the field has played out this year, there's so many guys where you're just like, huh, there's just these factors of like, okay, take Freeze out and then put Oldenburg in for a weekend. Now take him out and switch him again. <laughs> and then you're going to do the same thing with Chisholm now. And that's 10, 15 points on any given night that you could like throw the swing off on somebody. Right. So it's just wild to see how that goes. And every guy is thinking like top 20, end of the year, AMA payout. Like I got to be involved in that. Yeah. I don't know if Brees enjoyed his time at HEP that much. I, I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, I don't know. Like, it was a good ride and a good team. We all know. I don't know if those two gelled with each other. Uh, do you, do you, Even if they didn't gel well, I do remember there being a couple times where it's like, oh, wow, Brees is like, that's recognizable. Like, hey, you got like a little bit of affirmation from a team like that. He was in the main events. Like, he did good. Yep. You know, enough to be like, who, who? You know, because think yeah, about yeah. all the other guys you could think of, and then you're like, oh, Ryan Brees, 450 main event guy. Here you go. Yeah. So to see where Brees is at now and how serious he takes this is uh, it's pretty cool. Like, we've had a couple interviews with him. We had him on the SNL show where I did an interview with him. And, yeah, he's, he's into it. Uh, also, Tristan Lane, who used to work with Red Dog. I don't know if he still does or not. Uh, nice kid, really nice dude. Made his first 450 main event, got it in again uh, the next week, like, and looks like a guy that kind of belongs. Like, uh, good job for Tristan Lane. Yeah. Another cool thing, like, for him and Starling to be pretty much neighbors and just seeing them all coming up together, too. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's good to see these guys uh, do, do this kind of work. And, and you're right, that battle for 20th. Uh, so Starling's 19th. Anstey's back now, and he'll move up a, a little bit on those guys. But they'll be... Starling, Brees, and Cade, as you mentioned, 20th is paid, 21st is not. They're all going for it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. And, you know, right at a time where these guys need it, too, because, you know, the hall is on. It's Atlanta, it's Boston, it's Denver, it's Salt Lake City. Like, they're hitting all of them really, really hard right now. Yeah. And for some of these guys, this is when they need the money the most. And let's not forget the Pulpamex LCQ challenge exactly. coming up in Denver. Are you covering this for me? Are you going to be there? Mm -hmm. Okay, thank yep. you. I'm going to need some God photos. Willing. Uh, God, God willing. God willing. Uh, so we'll, we'll see these guys battle it out. The raffle tickets are for sale on Pulpamex.com. $30. Uh, first prize is a 2022 YZ450F for 30 bucks, And then the other prizes are all um, 19 other great prizes from our partners. So really, really cool to see and, uh, you know, uh, a thanks to those guys, the, sp the sponsors, for stepping up and doing it. And we're having our own race. It's Friday Friday uh, afternoon. And we – so JT brought up this point on our fantasy pod, and I'm sure you know this because uh, – did I call you Weege? I think I called you, you Weege. That's okay. All right. Anton. Well, my next question is about Weege. So um, that's probably where I got it from. The We have uh, uh, day races in Atlanta, Boston, and uh, and Denver coming up. Kind of crazy. We're back to day races. We're going to end up with three of the last five or something. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, hey, I'm not complaining. This For me, this is perfect timing because I'm flying home Saturday night after Atlanta uh, and then flying home Saturday night after Denver, too. Oh, wow. You know? so, oh, look at yeah, you. So I'm, I'm good on hey, – I got to be <laughs> back in case this kid comes Oh, that's a out. good point. You're right. Yeah, you're yeah. on baby watch. So, sure. Yeah. yeah. 
So I'm all good with those. But that's always kind of the thing right now, too. Is this where we're kind of getting into the uh, in-between stuff? This was a perfect Weech question on TV deals, too. Because a lot of that stuff is made for the TV slot that they can get on, like, big NBC. So, yeah, who knows? And this is a perfect time, too, as we're trying to capture all of this, like, new racing audience. Mm-hmm. will be really cool because, like, MotoGP this weekend, F1 stuff kicking off, like, that's cool that maybe we can capture a little bit of that, like, new yeah. race fan stuff of, like, oh, shit, what's this? I like the day races, though, uh, especially at a track like Atlanta. Like, that's going to be such a big variable this year. Such a big track, the east-west shootout, the south in the spring, so you never know if it's going to rain or not. Like, that's going to be a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that'll be good. Hey, do you um, – one, one thing I'm going to table for the offseason, um, I've, I've thought about it a little bit, and I want to talk a little bit more about it, is – the Supercross series this year on TV has definitely been shuttered aside to crappy channels and crappy times a little bit. You know what I mean? It hasn't been ideal. It's the last year of the NBC um, deal. So, you know, they're going to have the Motocross series and the Supercross series are going to have new partners in 2023, TV partners. And that'll be interesting to see where they, where they go and whether they get better spots on live TV, better channels, Again, I'm going to table that for the off season, but that I've got my eye on that, Anton. As far as an off season thing, like what do the what does our sport do for TV? You know, um, this is big dreaming, and like I would have a lot of stuff to say about it. Have you noticed the Amazon banners that have been running at the races? Yes, but that I've asked about that, and what I was told was, um, damn it, I forget. <sighs> Uh, there's a sponsor. But you know where I'm going with this, right? No, I know. I know, because Amazon Prime, right? Um, um, I get it, but there was – someone gave me a logical answer for that, but I could have been lied to then again too, Anton. But I yeah, was – Yeah, nobody has told me anything like that, you know? And, like, that's just wishful thinking because, like, clearly they want to step up in the content thing. You look at what acquisitions they made just with announcing talent in the offseason. Like, you could pick up Supercross for not that much and sell it to a whole new demo. Um and they have a pretty decent interest in motorsport stuff. There is, like, a lot of hidden stuff on there that they've done over the years. That would be, like, perfect. Uh, the foolproof thing would be, I like, I mean, not to totally take you off topic, but, man, like, MXGP's got a pretty good thing set up with their pass, and, like, that's cool that they have a, a broadcast partner in the U.S. and stuff, but, like, it doesn't really, for the hardcore fan, it doesn't hit the same way. But it's so important that they have, like, a network partner to the OEMs. Like they, everybody just feels they got to have, I know. I agree with you. It'll be interesting to see what they do. I was going to bring that up. When I, when I talk to the people who promote the sport, they say the team's telling we need to be on TV. We need to be a TV, but dude, it's 2022. Like everyone knows about streaming. Everyone has streaming. Uh, You know, we're not tied to the over the air channels anymore. Like, are you really telling me that the OEMs, the powers that be, the guys that you know support the sport with millions of dollars, can't wrap their head around being on a MotoGP type of app and all of that? Like, I don't know. Like, why do you need to be on TV anymore? You know, like it would take a lot of investment. Like, I'm I'm sure that is just such an undertaking of archiving and broadcasting and sort like something that you know if we can't even get the live timing look to be it right, like Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, we need like, to, we need to overhaul that because that's been the same since 1995. So. But, like, this is that kind of stuff where anybody that's like, oh, man, we're going to take the sport to the next level. This is, like, the fundamental challenges that hinder yeah. Yeah. those things. Like, I, I get where everybody's like, oh, man, we all these guys, two we just point earlier, if you're in 12th place and you're like, 
I'm fighting for my life out here. Yeah, this is why. This is not like people are hoarding the money. It's just really duct taped together on how I got this. No, way we, 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 get, we, we get garbage ratings. Nobody watches. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? And, it, dude, it's such a niche sport. It, dude, flying home from Seattle, this guy was sitting next to me on the plane. It's a red-eye flight. And he's, like, watching my computer, and he's like, are there thousands of people in that stadium watching these dirt bikes? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, do you do that for your job? And I'm like, yeah. And he was fucking mind-blown by that, like, theory. So, like, yeah, the right. net that we're throwing out there, it's pretty remarkable on how it's getting caught. And there's a lot of ways that, like, if we did improve the content, that it was put out there into yeah. the, like, whatever could be better. But there's a lot of things that are, like, keeping this thing – in the box that it's in it's not just tv shit yeah well i'll keep an eye on that i think that'll be an off-season topic for sure where we're going to go how we're going to market this sport indoors and out in 2023 and beyond um but yeah, you know it's funny you say that too because the world supercross people just kind of set who their directors of all this is going to be for their broadcast deal that just came out this week i saw that um the whole time you were talking anton i was trying to think to myself there's a partner in Supercross that is partnered with Amazon, and that's why the banners are there. Like, I think it's Monster. That's it. Yes. Yes. Who the fuck is buying Monster by the case? Monster the wants people to go to Amazon. That's what I was told. I don't know Who why. Who is buying I don't know, Anton. But, it's at every gas station. But thank you for reminding me. Yes, it was Monster that is teamed up with Amazon in some way. Yes. That is why the okay. banners are there. Yeah. yeah, well, hey, let's kick that door down and let's get it on Amazon Prime, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that idea. Uh, and also, so Anton, getting back to the weeds question, uh, Swap Moto Live, you need to put this on there. Breaking news. I don't know if you guys have a red banner. Weech has a torn ACL, uh, but he is going to tough out the rest of the season. So, however, What's your injury? Yeah. I have Epstein-Barr. Shut the fuck up. I'm serious. I have Epstein-Barr, Shut dude. the fuck up. Yes. Oh, my God. Karma. Ooh. <laughs> No, 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 no. I have never doubted Epstein Barr because Red Dog got it in 03, and I've always been a believer. I'm on the record as that because that dude, okay. he was exhausted after like a heat race, and I'm like, what's wrong with you? You know what I mean? So I've seen Epstein Barr attack, attack, attack an athlete, so I've never been one of those guys, but yes, I have I have Epstein Barr. So. <laughs> Oh my! It's almost so on the nose anymore. It's just like yeah, right. yeah. So I got to test my levels again in a few weeks and see where they're at. Uh, but you know, the only rest is is really the only uh, cure is really resting, right? As you know from dealing mm-hmm. with motocross guys. So I, I'm taking testosterone. That was a, that's about been about three months now, and then now I've Epstein Bar, and so yeah, I'm all over the place, Anton. Yeah. Wow. I I just got this crippling anxiety. It's all good. <laughs> Well, get make sure that everyone knows on Swap Moto Live that we just toughen this thing out with an ACL tear. I will. I saw him limping in the background of one of my videos from yeah. Seattle, and I was just like, "Ooh, yeah. that looks bad." Can you? Can you? Uh, you know, just like any rider, you know, it could go at any time. He could be out of this out for this year at any time. Done so. at any time. Yep. yep. Any time. Uh, yep. All right, Anton. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Fly race and Moto sixty. Thanks, buddy. All right, see you guys. All right, see ya. That's Michael Antonovich. Thank you to Jason Wygant. Thank you to Fly Racing Pro Taper. Get FMF Vision. Maxis, Plum Creek Funding, all on board with us. Uh, also, thanks to the folks at um, Monster Energy Supercross for giving away two pairs of tickets. That's awesome for, for those guys to do that. Thanks for the winners. Uh, thank you, people, for calling in. Really appreciate it. Fly Race and Moto 60. Tits, phenomenal work. Yes, thank you. Uh, we'll see you next week, right? Next Coming week. Coming in next week? I'll be here. All right, fantastic. Yep. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week.